This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This is Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. I'm Joe Reed. April is National Poetry Month, and many people are turning to poetry to help them get through these uncertain times. With that in mind, we thought it would be good to hear some poetry today. So we invited Golden Voice awardee Eduardo Bellarini to virtually drop by and read and talk a little poetry. Eduardo won the 2019 Audi for Best Male Narrator for Watchers by Dean Koontz. And he also narrated one of my favorite audiobooks, Beautiful Runes by Jess Walter. He's also known to be a poetry lover with one of the best voices in the business. So, Eduardo, welcome. It is a pleasure to talk to you today. First, how are you holding up? We are fine. Uh, thank you. Uh, our health is fine. Uh, and we obviously know people who have been affected by this. So it is a difficult time, even though we ourselves are okay. Um, I have said and, you know, a slight joke about it. I think narrators are accustomed to bunker living uh, more than anybody else. So our lives have not been affected as much as others. Um, but it is a time to turn to poetry, as you say. And I have been amazed, not only is it uh, National Poetry Month, but I've been amazed to see how people really are turning to this literary form, which is, let's face it, you know, often neglected. Uh, but when it comes to times of crisis, it seems like a place where people go very willingly. Well, in times of great stress or, or great happiness, poems are read at weddings, too. I think people turn to poetry during times of heightened emotions. Yeah. How did you come to love poetry? My father is a poet. Uh, he is a, he's a very uh, well-published uh, and well-respected and award-winning poet in his native Italy. Uh, and so poetry is something I grew up with. Uh, and I also grew up going to poetry readings as a child. As you can imagine, I was dragged, you know, kicking and screaming often because it's the last thing that a small child wants to do. Uh, but it was very much a part of my life. We had writers and poets were over for dinner parties all the time. Language and literature was discussed uh, as I was playing with my blocks in the corner. And poetry has a very special place in my life. Um, it is something I have always, always read. Uh, I remember as a, a high schooler, I would uh, read uh, poetry aloud uh, just for no particular reason. I just found it very comforting in my teenage angst. Uh, and in college, I would listen to uh, cassette tapes. I'm aging myself, but cassette tapes that I had recordings of Dylan Thomas and T.S. Eliot. And that's what I would walk around campus listening to. Uh, so poetry has been a part of my life since birth. I think it was the poet Joy Harjo who said, the great paradox of poetry is poetry uses language to create a place where you can go when words fail. Right. That's beautiful. And that seems so apt to me. 
Yeah, it does seem to be that poetry occupies this this other level, this other space in our collective consciousness. Um, and as we said earlier, it is a place that we want to go in times of either crisis or joy. Uh, and it's been fascinating to see how many people are posting poems, how much poetry recorded uh, poems are being posted and handed around. Uh, and there's something about their, I think possibly there's something about their brevity uh, to a degree that it's 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 a bit of a you know a quick hit if you would um, that you can it's also something that people can memorize and take with them uh, the way that people memorize song lyrics uh, it's very difficult to memorize a novel you know however much it might mean to you um, so I think that you know all of these factors contribute to this to this moment uh, when people are turning to poetry well what poems are you leaning into right now well, I, I, Eliot's The Wasteland has been in my head for a long time, probably because of the April is the cruelest month opening line, uh, you know, which, you know, all of a sudden he's the most prescient man who ever wrote. Um, but I also, I think in spring, uh, there's Wordsworth's I Wandered Lonely as a Cloud, uh, which is about daffodils and the blooming of daffodils. And I think I always come back to that around this time. And as we're feeling now that there might be a little hope that the light at the end of the tunnel might be appearing, although, you know, I feel duty-bound to say let's not celebrate too soon, we have a long way to go, um, that this idea of flowers coming out of the dead earth uh, is, has been res resonating with me. Well, I would love to have you recite that poem, if you don't mind, Daffodils by William Wordsworth. I would love to. I wandered lonely as a cloud that floats on high or vales and hills when all at once I saw a crowd, a host of golden daffodils. Beside the lake, beneath the trees, fluttering and dancing in the breeze, continuous as the stars that shine and twinkle on the Milky Way, they stretched in never-ending line along the margin of a bay. Ten thousand saw I at a glance, tossing their heads in sprightly dance. The waves beside them danced, but they outdid the sparkling waves in glee. A poet could not be but gay in such a jocund company. I gazed and gazed, but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. For oft, when on my couch I lie, in vacant or in pensive mood, they flash upon that inward eye, which is the bliss of solitude, and then my heart with pleasure fills and dances with the daffodils. Oh, that's lovely. It's such a beautiful poem. It's such a beautiful poem, and I just saw it unfold in my mind's eye as you were reading. You know, there's a line in it that I just want to highlight, which has always touched me, is when he says, I gazed but little thought what wealth the show to me had brought. And I, I've i always taken that to mean, and I think it's, it's pretty clear, that he had taken for granted just what this meant until he really took a moment. And so all of us, you know, locked in our homes and bundled up with masks and gloves and were so sort of insulated and isolated. And there is this, this opportunity, as difficult as it may be, is to stop and look around, and maybe this is a moment where we can reassess our worlds and our lives 
and discover that there is quite an enormous amount of beauty all around us. At least I, I hope that is something that comes out of this, this terrible time period. I agree that we take a moment to see what's there. Yeah, I, I have small children, as, as you know, and, you know, we're spending a lot of time together. Um, and it can be difficult, as small children can be. But every now and then I have to, you know, sort of think of them as, as my, my daffodils and really just, just appreciate how much joy they bring me and how incredibly special this time is. And I look, I pray we never have to go through this again, um, but it is an extraordinary time for, for us, to the four of us in my family, to all be under one roof 24-7. Um, and so I, I've been trying very hard, and this, this poem has helped me to think about the, the beauty that I give little thought to, you know, the wealth that it should show me. And I think that's a good place to leave it. Eduardo, thank you so much for giving me your time. I really appreciate it. And a beautiful reading. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. Be well. You too. That's Eduardo Ballerini. Support for Behind the Mic comes from Naxos Audiobooks. Samuel Beckett, one of the great avant-garde Irish dramatists and writers of the second half of the 20th century, was born on the 13th of April in 1906. Sean Barrett leads a full cast in the production of Waiting for Godot, which you can find at Naxos Audiobooks. I'm Joe Reed. This has been Behind the Mic with Audiophile Magazine. Talk to you tomorrow. Mm-hmm.